I'm Katie Quinn, and this is my show, Q. Q is an interview show that talks about Missouri. I was born and raised in St. Louis, and now I go to the University of Missouri, also known as Mizzou. I'm just trying to get the word out there about what's going on in our state. I interview experts on issues that may have been unseen by the public. This week, we're talking about Missouri conservation. The ecosystem we live in is full of plants and animals. Yet with global warming and growing construction, habitats are changing. I first talked to Roger Holloway. He's the chief financial officer at the World Bird Sanctuary and knows a thing or two about providing for Missouri birds. And can you tell me a little bit about what World Bird Sanctuary is? Uh, World Bird Sanctuary is a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to preservation of of birds. Uh, We mainly work with birds of prey in rehabilitation, uh, captive breeding, and in education. Can you give me a few common birds that are native to the state of Missouri? Well, there's really hundreds of them that would be common here. Um, Our common birds around our bird feeders in this part of Missouri would be your northern cardinals and uh, Carolina chickadees, tufted titmice. You have your various woodpeckers like your red-bellied, red-headed woodpecker, downy and hairy woodpeckers, northern flicker. Um, And for birds of prey, the ones we see very commonly here around Missouri are the red-tailed hawk, uh, the Cooper's hawk is another common one, red-shouldered hawk. And for owls, we have the uh, great horned and barred owl, or our larger owls than common in Missouri. How do these birds affect our ecosystem? Well, birds play a really important role in the ecosystem because they're, they're found throughout all different types of, of habitats and, and ecosystems. Uh, they're, they forage, many of them are seed eaters, so they, they spread seeds by eating them. And they provide food for higher predators as well. Uh, and problems in, in the environment often are first seen when there's issues with bird health and bird populations. show that there are a declining number of birds in the population. How could the average person help combat this problem? Well, one of the main reasons that we see declines of of bird populations is is loss of habitat. Uh, And that that comes down to trying to preserve habitat as much as possible. And a lot of times that comes down to the choices we make for what foods we eat and what products we buy because um, everything that we we purchase whether we consume it or or we use it in our daily lives uh, has to originate somewhere and a lot of times that has to do with accessing natural resources or using natural resources uh, that can change and reduce habitat for birds and wildlife and this can be anything from 
managing large herds of livestock, which which use resources and land and can create pollution when they're not managed correctly. Uh, and everything we buy every day, we, we buy so many things, food packaging, products, everything. And so much of it is plastic and that has to be recycled if possible or just try to buy products that use less plastic to begin with because one of the issues worldwide is that we're we are kind of drowning in plastic in the oceans and and enlarging landfills it just there's plastic everywhere and some of it's been in the environment for numerous multiple decades so Choosing products that, that use less of that is kind of a start. And then really also just things you do in your own backyard, uh, planting native plants that can attract birds, and that creates habitat and food. Uh, so creating a native habitat and ecosystem in your yard is is a good way to participate. What kind of plants would you recommend people put in their garden? Well, with doing a little bit of research, visiting your, your favorite nursery or um, there's uh, certain websites that can be searched that show plants native to your area and plants that benefit birds and insects too. Uh, and that's that's one of the ways you can do that is just search out plants native to your region, to the type of habitat you already live in. And, and establish them. And you have, sometimes it takes a few seasons to get them established and healthy and vibrant. But if we're, if we're making life better and attracting insects and birds, then that means that we're participating in the health of the overall ecosystem. I would also like to talk about windows. Everybody has seen a bird fly into a window. How could someone make their windows more bird friendly? There are a few products you can get if you if you search that too or look at your local wild bird store they have um, silhouettes and certain images you can attach to your windows that will deter birds from hitting them we get a lot of phone calls as you as you described especially when you have um, our, our neighborhood birds like robins and cardinals that if they see their reflection in a window they assume that it's a rival for the territory they're trying to establish for a successful nesting. So they see this reflection repeatedly and they try to attack it and they hit the window. So there's been a lot of ways to try to combat this. You can, um, I've seen people put a grid of highlighter on the window that can break up the, the reflection. You don't really see it, but the birds do with their eyesight. Uh, there's decals and attachments to the window. You can put up silhouettes of birds of prey. Um, sometimes you have birds that are very persistent and you have to keep trying and, and try everything more than once. My last question for you is, are there any invasive species of birds in Missouri that people should look out for? Uh, well, there have been historically for a long time now. Uh, and that's really a nationwide thing as far as the populations of starlings, which are a European species that was introduced 
on the East Coast long ago, and starlings have long been established uh, throughout the country as an invasive species. And they they compete with our native birds for food and for nesting sites because they are a cavity nester. So we have a lot of our woodpeckers and nuthatches, titmice, some of our birds of prey are cavity nesters and starlings get very aggressive and they take up these cavities before our native birds can sometimes. We also have the English sparrow that was introduced in our country probably around a century ago. And that's another bird that competes for habitat and food with our native songbirds. So those are the two most prominent invasive species that uh, they don't have any federal protection like our native birds do, and they can can be a nuisance. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Sure, Katie. Thank you so much for the call. Next, I speak to Robert Hemmelgarn. He is the media specialist for the Missouri Department of Conservation. Hemmelgarn has knowledge of the plants perfect for every garden this spring season to help the wildlife in your backyard. Today I wanted to talk about gardens, specifically ones that provide for the ecosystem. How would you recommend someone get started? There are so many ways to contribute to um, our ecological health uh, in our environment. Really, whether you have a, a balcony garden, a small urban lot, or uh, or acreage um, out in the country, you can do a lot to um, to your little piece of of the environment to uh, to have a positive impact. Um, there are a lot of reasons to embrace the use of Missouri's native plants. Um, and that's, you know, we really want to encourage planting native, Missouri native plants as much as possible. Um, native plants uh, evolved with the climate and soil and wildlife here in Missouri, and uh, so they're just naturally suited to do well here. Um, and other species uh, that evolved along with them are also uh, dependent on having those species for food, habitat, and um and soil health and water retention and these kinds of things. So planting native plants is um, one of the best things that we can do. And, and again, whether that's just in a few potted plants outside to attract some butter, some native butterflies and birds, or, um, you know, all the way up to, to many acres out in the country of, of prairie restoration or wetland restoration. Uh, these are, these are positive impacts that, um, that we can have on our environment. Are there specific plants that you have in mind that are native to Missouri? Well, there are a whole host of native plants, and it really depends on the site and what you're trying to achieve. So, um, uh, you know, replacing lawns is a great way to get started in, a, in say, a, a small urban uh, plot. Um, and uh, one thing that one, one species I can recommend, um, you know, is will be kind of veering away from the gardens a little bit i guess but um but if you're if you're wanting to have a, a yard of turf grass to to play on or or hang out on um buffalo grass is a uh, is a low growing missouri native that only requires a half inch of water a week compared to most turf grasses that need over an inch um buffalo grass turf takes little or no fertilizer and it's insect and disease resistant. 
Um, and because it reaches a mature height of four to six inches, you don't really ever even need to mow. Um, so, and if you if you do want to keep it uh, trimmed, you can you can mow it once a month uh, just to keep it equal height. Um, buffalo grass grows well in full sun, um, and, uh, it, and it's a great replacement for for a lot of turf grass species in Missouri. Um, when it comes to gardens, you know we can we can think about uh, there there are a lot of different types of gardens. Um, one uh, host of, of plants that uh, that should be considered are uh, prairie plants. You know, and especially here in central Missouri, we have a, a pretty good balance of woodland and um, and uh, and upland prairie type uh, native plant communities. So, um, for in terms of gardens in our front and backyards, um, prairie plants, native Missouri native prairie plants are a great. Uh, way to create a, a native garden that will attract um, butterflies, birds, and uh, other beneficial wildlife, as well as contributing to uh, healthier soils and air and water. So, uh, and in terms of specific species, there are just so many, um, but um, native purple coneflower, gray-headed coneflower, uh, milkweed, um, and there are several varieties of milkweed. Um, there are just a whole bunch of uh, of native species that that are native butterflies, pollinators, and birds uh, really need to see more of. And and the fact that we have uh, installed so many lawns across the landscape and yards uh, really um, has minimized the uh, the availability of these important plants to our native wildlife. So. Doing your part to plant native um, native grasses and wildflowers um, in your home gardens is a is a really important thing to do for uh, for the benefit of of Missouri's ecological communities at large. I'll say also um, this time of year, especially uh, rain gardens, um, can be an important uh, way to contribute to uh, to all of those ecological benefits. And there are a whole other host of plants that really do well in wet soil and in, in places that will retain water for a couple hours after a rain. So one way that uh, that you can you can help with that is to create a rain garden. And rain gardens are essentially just a depression in the soil. Rather than building a flower bed that's that's raised higher than the surrounding area, you would actually dig out the area so it sits lower than the than the surrounding area, and so it collects the water. Uh, rainwater will, will collect in there and, and slow the flow of that rainwater rather than, than running off and carrying toxins with it directly into the local stream. It will slow the water down to be filtered through the soil to make it much cleaner by the time it reaches the stream and also uh, to help use that water uh, to feed these important plants that we want to encourage growing in our community here. A lot of people tend to use pesticides to try and get rid of insects. Do you recommend pesticide use? Well, there can be a place for pesticide use, um, especially in certain um, in certain restoration efforts. Um, you know, due to the fact that we have invasive, uh, we have a lot of invasive um, plant species growing. Um, there are situations where returning that landscape to native. Um, 
it, it's, it can be challenging to do no matter how you do it. Um, just because of the nature of these plants wanting to just naturally thriving so well in this landscape, even though they're not the plants that are providing the best benefit. So, um, the great thing about native plants is that they really don't need much water. You really don't need to treat them with chemicals. Again, you know, they evolved with this landscape and with these ecological communities. So they're just naturally suited to do well here. Um, and, uh, and, and you'll end up saving money in the long run because you don't need to, to apply the chemicals. In addition, we know that chemicals can, uh, can create harm to soil health and, uh, to water quality as that water, as stormwater runs off into, into local streams. Um, so pesticides, insecticides, uh, really need to be used very carefully when they are used. But again, um, replacing non-native plant communities with native plant communities uh, just creates a situation where we need much less of these uh, of these harmful chemicals. Where can someone go to find out more information about um, the impact of gardening and wildlife? So folks can visit missouriconservation.org. That's the the webpage for the Missouri Department of Conservation and. Uh, we have a lot of great materials on our website um, from specific plant species to um, to garden design um, and we have links to our partner organizations including uh, Grow Native and the Missouri Prairie Foundation and um, they have a lot of uh, excellent materials for people wanting to get started uh, with gardening and all the way up to people who have existing gardens and have fine-tuning type questions. Um, so I really recommend visiting MissouriConservation.org and um, and also visiting our nature centers where you, where you can pick up hard copies of materials that uh, that are that can be very helpful. Thanks for joining me today as we discover the conservation efforts we can make as individuals. For updates on this story, follow me at KDQ News on Instagram and Twitter. Wanting more gardening tips? Check out my previous episode with nonprofit founder Bright Wingbermuley on Missouri native species. As always, remember question everything.